Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. Serving those who serve or have served in our nation's armed forces is pretty humbling. It's a mission the Department of Veterans Affairs does not take lightly. For the National Cemetery Administration, that mission goes even further to ensure no veteran ever dies, as noted by Undersecretary Randy Reeves. Serving veterans is so integral to the Department of Veterans Affairs that VACIO Jim Jaffer made it a point to remind us how many veterans make up the agency's own workforce. It's more than 60%. Both Reeves and Jaffer have demonstrated how collaborating on digital initiatives are fundamental to the agency's mission. Despite the incredibly busy year the agency has had with the pandemic and ongoing modernization projects, I was able to catch up with both of them in their jam-packed schedules to get more insight on some of these efforts, like the digital tribute platform Veterans Legacy Memorial, and more. All right, Jim and Randy, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast this morning. It's great to have you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. What a year 2020 has been. We've heard so many things coming out of Veterans Affairs this year, and especially OINT. You guys have really demonstrated how it's always been there for veterans, and especially digitally. Did the pandemic throw you for a loop? Well, Amy, I think the pandemic uh, threw everyone for a loop, right? Just to be candid, I know that one of our senior leaders in the department said when back in March, they said, you know, the whole notion of a black swan event is that nothing in the sum total of any of our experiences has really prepared us to address the, you know, once in a century events that we're confronting here. And so, you know, we all had to think creatively, think very differently. You know, we can talk about some of the things we did. You know, the one I've said in numerous interviews is testing in a production environment, you know, in terms of our trusted internet connection gateways. If you had told me even a month prior to that, that we'd be doing that, I would have laughed you out of the room. But, you know, again, in great collaboration with our business partners, they helped us think creatively. They knew what we needed to do. And they also acknowledged that, you know, especially given the nature of this pandemic, you know, IT is critically important any given day at the VA or any federal agency. It becomes even more critical when you're in a remote posture and when you're socially distancing. And so, you know, I know, for example, that with Randy and his National Cemetery Scheduling Office, it was one of our first orders of business to get his staff and all of our contact and call centers, honestly, get them socially distanced, get them prepared to go off-site and continue their operations. That's part of the bigger remote access. Certainly, there's a lot of other things around telehealth and other services. I don't know, I'll let Mr. Reeves certainly talk to his business line and what they've done. But we were obviously very concerned. But again, working with our business partners in VA, I think we found our way through it. Well, I would really agree with what Jim said. Our ability to be able to go online, and Jim mentioned the uh, our National Scheduling Center, we over the years have had call centers and specifically that call center serving our veterans and their families where we've got people actually sitting uh, in one location. Because we were able to leverage our ability to go completely virtual, we were able to uh, serve our veterans and their families and many of our workers are folks who are answering the phone and actually talking to the veterans and families, you know, at their greatest time of need when they have the passing of a loved one, were able to do so from home with no one really knowing any different. That people got the same service and they actually, in many cases, 
got to talk to people you know, quicker, but that's because we were very nimble in, in our IT operation to be able to transition to basically a, a full virtual environment during the COVID pandemic to be able to serve. And I, my hat's off to Jim and his team for being able to, and, and our, actually all of our partners, including all of our contractors who were able to adjust very quickly to allow us to do that. Now, we've got a number of success stories for the uh, collaboration between uh, OIT and NCA that I hope we'll be able to talk about a little bit more here today. Definitely. We can definitely get into that a little bit. And it's nice to hear that, you know, everything was so seamless for your customers and the veterans that you serve. What was it like to work with each other under those conditions? What did it look like in the back end? I might offer the metaphor for Randy that it was probably like uh, the proverbial duck on the pond, right? It looked so serene and orchestrated and well-organized and underneath the water, everyone was paddling like hell to get things done. I would agree with that. You know, in our business line and serving veterans and their families at that greatest time of need, they need as much calm as possible. And yes, absolutely. People were paddling, you know, really hard behind the scenes, but we could not in any way convey that to the people that we serve because they need to be able to be reassured that they are being taken care of and we need to present that calm atmosphere for them when that's happening and because it was seamless and people couldn't tell you know actually where our people were working from because of our ability to go virtual we were able to present that you know kind of atmosphere continuously for our veterans and their families and that's so so important And I know we've heard throughout this year what a success Veterans Legacy Memorial has been, which we know to be the online tribute for American veterans interred or buried in national cemeteries. So why was this such a big deal? Well, I have to tell you, you know, for anyone that's not familiar with it, VLM is a digital memorial space with a separate page that is devoted to each of our nearly 4 million veterans who are interred in VA's national cemeteries, ensuring that no veteran ever dies. Now, I have to explain that for everyone, usually the first time, but No Veteran Ever Dies is our mission statement and our vision for the National Cemetery Administration. And what that means is that all of us die two deaths. We die the first time when breath leaves us for the last time, but we only truly die sometime in the future when no one speaks our name or tells our story. That's why this online platform, this Veterans Legacy Memorial, is so important. Even in times like COVID, we are able to tell the stories and speak the names of the veterans who have worn the cloth of our nation. You know, memorialization is the critical part of what we do at the VA, but especially for the National Cemetery Administration. In fact, it is so important that my title is Undersecretary for Memorial Affairs, not Undersecretary for Cemeteries, but for Memorial Affairs. We launched VLM in partnership with OIT in 2019 with what we call the Basic Veteran Service and Cemetery Information, which is similar to what you may find on a headstone or marker. And then our cemetery staffs are now sharing information about VLM with families as they inter their veterans in our national cemeteries. Now, this is becoming a part of our standard of care for every veteran. Not only does the VA provide veterans with a gravesite, headstone, or marker, and perpetual care and maintenance of the physical gravesite. But now we provide veterans and survivors with a place where they can memorialize their loved one online. 
you no longer have to physically travel to the cemetery to be able to pay your respects. And that's especially important this year with all the concerns that we have had with traveling and gathering together due to COVID. This has revolutionized the way that we actually are able to memorialize our veterans and do it online where everyone across the country can actually see it. That timing is pretty impeccable. I know VLM was planned before the pandemic, of course, but it was kind of perfect timing to allow people to pay their respects from the comfort of their own home when it was advised against to even go in person. How have you heard, and this might be where you have some of those stories, Randy, how has the public responded to using VLM and what was the feedback you've been hearing? Well, you know, first of all, you're right. The timing could not have been better. For a long time, we've known that we needed to provide more opportunities for people to be able to memorialize and remember the veterans that are important to them and that are important to the country. And with VLM, it added a new functionality this past Memorial Day to allow families, friends, and others to post tributes, which are really text comments, to a veterans page. Now, we've been planning that, as you mentioned earlier, for some time, but COVID made it much more necessary than ever. Our collaborative NCNOIT relationship was instrumental in the launch of the tributes feature when many could not actually visit a national cemetery over Memorial Day weekend. That launch, frankly, was a smashing success. And I, and I mean that sincerely because more than 8,500 tributes have been posted today and to remember a, a memory, to tell a story, and to talk about the honor and sacrifice of those who have served in, in many more ways. Now, BLM has also expanded in other ways during this past year, and since August, we've begun adding headstone and marker photos and a mapping feature. About half of the pages currently have those in them right now. Now, to date, more than, as I said, more than 8,500 tributes have been posted, and recently the, the rate for that has really been picking up. So you can see that people are recognizing and doing that. Earlier this year, when we were talking to veterans and survivor groups like TAPS, about the idea of posting tributes on BLM, one of the things that some stakeholders were concerned about was that someone might write something that might be derogatory or inappropriate about a veteran on their page. So in each one of those posts and those pages, we make sure that all tributes are reviewed by moderators to ensure that they are appropriate and honor veterans before they are posted for the public to see, usually within one business day. Now, we've had a few instances of people submitting tributes that violate, you know, the user's policies, and they were, were actually rejected by our VLM moderators. Now, the reaction we've had from families and other veterans has been overwhelmingly positive. I've heard from several state directors across the country, state directors of Veterans Affairs, who want to see if they can expand BLM to include all the veterans who are interred in our state veterans cemeteries. And I've also heard from families because not only do we maintain our national cemeteries, we actually provide all the headstones and markers and other benefits, even for veterans that may be buried in a private cemetery. And we are hopeful that in the coming years, we'll be able to provide that service and that ability to post tributes for everyone who's actually in our database, in our gravesite locator database, regardless of where they are buried or interred. But that is going to take some time to be able to do that. We chose to first work with our national cemeteries and then move from that. 
It's certainly a fascinating mission, of course, and incredibly important. You know, I experienced it myself recently with my grandfather. So I am well aware of the memorial efforts that are underway for veterans, you know, both within national cemeteries and in private ones. So it's certainly a great mission to have. And Jim, considering VLM and some of the ongoing collaborations that you have with NCAs, where does VLM fit and what are some of the other collaborations that are underway? Well, I would say um, VLM, as, as your question kind of presupposes, right, is just one example of our growing collaboration. You know, National Cemetery Administration and the Undersecretary for Memorial Affairs has a very straightforward and solemn mission. It's not, you know, the present state model is not a lot of technology, but we see even in a very much an on-premise, you know, a face-to-face environment, there's growing needs and desire for technology. Just to highlight on VLM is, you know, it's it's consistent with our digital transformation strategy, right? We, we're using applications now, commercial applications, buy versus build. We're using human-centered design to make sure that, as Randy said, that the desires, the interests, the ideas of families and veteran service organizations are incorporated. And then we do product line management, right? I mean, I think, you know, one of the kind of what's different in VA over the past couple of years is, We look at our product line and our business partners and we say, when a application like VLM is fielded, when it's deployed, it's the end of the beginning, right? It's that product line has a, you know, we built it, we own it with the business partner, of course, but we're not going to leave you. We will be there as long as that application is in the VA enterprise to enhance it, to modernize it, and to make sure it meets, you know, the future needs of the population, you know, namely veterans and their families. I would say, too, that, you know, there's a growing need within Memorial Affairs for more technology, not only from the standpoint of, say, for example, cellular coverage. A lot of uh, Randy's cemeteries are, are cemeteries are, you know, in more rural locations. And so there's often a challenge where we have to work with our carrier partners, our vendor partners to get improved coverage in areas that aren't generally don't have the best cellular coverage. One of the other things that we've done recently and we'll roll out next year is we now have the ability to offer guest Wi-Fi to cemetery and any facility patrons now over the enterprise Wi-Fi. So just with another service, we're going to be able to allow and you know kind of fill in that gap, if you will, on connectivity. And a lot of those things also enable you know the business need as well, really not the veteran-facing Randy's, uh, his memorial fair staff, right? They have, they're using a lot of high-end GPS tools for gravesite location and whatnot. And so, again, I think the demands for technology within memorial affairs are only going to grow from here. That is great to hear. And Randy and Jim, are there anything that you are most looking forward to in 2021 as far as some of these initiatives? Well, I, I will mention a couple of things. Just one of the things is happening right now. And, and if you're talking about, you know, going into 2021, this month alone is, uh, you know, Veterans Month. And we have a, a VLM initiative to promote it to a wider audience. And it's called Find a Veteran and Post a Tribute. I hope that that doesn't just reside within Veterans Month. I hope that goes forward and, and, and that people are able to go in and actually post those tributes to their veterans and their family members. Now, about 2,000 tributes have already been posted just in November alone. And I have to tell you that the energetic teamwork you know, between NCA and our OIT team continues to propel that legacy program forward as an interactive program. And for next year and the coming years, I believe what we see and what we expect is that that will become more and more interactive as more things are added and people can add more 
data, more products like photos and that sort of thing to uh, VLM. But one of the things that I would like to point out, and this is more in, in collaboration and future collaboration, not only are we working with OIT on very specific memorial programs, one of the things that I'm, I think I'm proudest of is just the fact that we were able to work with our folks in OIT on things like uh, IFAMS, the Integrated Financial Acquisition Management System, which went live on November 9th for our NCA finance operations. And the rest of VA will follow us between now and uh, 2027. And this is replacing a 35-year-old program. Now, I talked about what we were able to do at our scheduling center during COVID and talked about how nimble we are. And that's something that is important for NCA is, you know, we're smaller than the two other administrations, the Veterans Health Administration and Veterans Benefited Administration. By virtue of that, we are, as I said, more nimble. And we're able to lead as the platform that first initiates and tests a lot of these initiatives and programs. And I'm personally very, very gratified, very proud of the fact that we were able to do that with our OIT partners. And one of the other things, you know, just very quickly that we're working on is we're replacing our old memorial benefits management system, our old boss system with our memorial benefits management system, MBMS, which will greatly enhance our ability to use those things that uh, Jim talked about, the integration of our global information system and GPS technology for gravesite location and, and many, many other things. So as we go forward, these are the kinds of things that are going to make the experience for our veterans and their families when they visit our, our cemeteries, whether it is physically or virtually, it will make that memorial experience better for them the only one I was going to mention, and Randy sort of touched on it, was uh, it wasn't all peaches and cream in March. One of the decisions that was made was to defer the migration to the new Memorial Benefits Management System. There were some change management issues that just hadn't been worked through with the business yet. And so we're really excited to get that back on plan and early next year, deliver that out to the schedulers. Because, you know, as Randy said, it's just so critical, right? They have a no-fail mission. We know this every day in OINT when we support them, right? And, and I think the line, Randy, you and your team use is, you know, you don't get a second chance to make a last impression. And uh, what he and his team do to, uh, you know, honor the families of those who have passed is, again, is such a critical mission at a very vulnerable time. And we want to make sure all the way from the time that you know, NCA gets that call that they have a, uh, you know, high functioning, reliable, fitted with their business process management system so that they can expedite the interment or burial or other memorial request and make sure they provide that outcome for that veteran who's passed, but more importantly, even their family that uh, remains behind. It's certainly exciting to hear about all these innovations, especially BLM, the importance that that provides to the public and, of course, the veterans. And then, of course, all the other tools that are, we hear about. There's been so many digital efforts underway and the collaboration between VA and NCA and then all the other departments across the organization is very important to highlight. Are there any lasting words either of you have that you would like to emphasize about the ongoing collaboration between VA, OIT, and all its sub-agencies? No, I just, I mean, I guess the one thing I would say is, uh, uh, and I know it's high in uh, Memorial Affairs as well, but 60 plus percent of our 8,000 staff in OINT are veterans. It's a very solemn and heartfelt mission every day, certainly with NCA and all of our business partners. And, uh, you know, I don't think any of us will ever be part 
of such a uh, solid mission-focused organization as VA and supporting the things that Randy and that the other administrations do is our pleasure. You know, as Jim said earlier, in NCA, we are very, very cognizant of the fact that we only have one chance to get it right. And we are serving our own when we're serving veterans and their families. As Jim said, in NCA, you know, the number of veterans we have is very high. We've got 80% of our workforce who are veterans, and we don't have any of our workforce who are not either part of veteran families or have very close connections and ties to veterans. So every day that we care for a veteran and or their family member, we are caring for our own family because we know that it can be us who is going through that most difficult time. And in the NCA, we have heroes and only two types of heroes. There are veterans and there are those who serve veterans. And most of our folks are in both of those categories. And I am so proud of the work that they do every day in taking care of their brothers and sisters. You're certainly demonstrating getting it right. Thank you both to the service that you are both doing for veterans and you too as well. Thank you for serving. And thanks for this conversation. I was very happy to learn more about VLM and the collaboration that's underway and ongoing. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. You can see how these technologies that impact the veteran experience are quite apparent within all functions of a veteran's journey from start to end. VLM and some of the others mentioned are just some parts of that journey. Most of us can name a close veteran family member or friend in our lives. Whether you know it or not, the stories of these collaborations are integral to the entire existence of the agency and ones to watch out for in the coming future. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to our website. And please, if you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes. We continue to strive to help you connect with federal IT's top decision makers. Thanks for listening.